Hey, we're finally back to talk about season three of American Crime, episode one. So hang out with us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's their first day in that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a uh, perfect shot. Uh, that's a good choice, Erica. Yeah. Again, yeah. again, again. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, let us play uh, a little bit. Luda. Hey, uh, I know. I'm about to rap. <laughs> We're dating ourselves now. Uh, Luda, not all. We Luda's are back. Old. Finally. It feels like it took like a year for us to get back to seeing American Crime Season 3, Episode 1. It's about time. Finally. Yes. Doesn't yeah. feel like shows these days, as great as they are, it's taking like forever it's to like, see them again. They give you like five episodes and they're off for three years and they come back with a <laughs> exactly. season 2. Exactly. I'm yeah. like, we'll forget about the characters yeah. in the show. That's because we binge watch everything now, though. You know, you got Netflix, Hulu, all of that. That's right. That's true. You finish That's it true. in one night, you're good. I just need like maybe like maybe a little preview, maybe a little snippets Something every now Something to keep you again. going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good thing we have this after show to keep everybody going. Yes, sure. you can rewatch us several times, as many times as you want. And you can follow me, Erica J. Green, your host, for tonight on all social media, Erica J. A. Y. E. Green. And my lovely co-host over here. She's talking about me. She's talking about me. Ladies first. You are lovely, honey. <laughs> Thank you. Ladies. I'm excited to be here. I'm Brooke Solis, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, you name it, at Brooke Solis, S-O-L-I-Z as in Zebra TV. And you can find me, Joshua Johnson, all over social media at JJ the Talented. So, the talented. yeah, guys, okay, I know some of us saw season two, which was really good. Really you know, good. we're going to get a different, whole different storyline every season. So just to recap, last season ended with a lot going on, but we never actually found out, like, the truth. So anybody who hasn't um, watched it, don't listen to the beginning of this recap because we're going to tell a little bit about it. So what did y'all think at the end of season two? I know you saw it. You're so going to have to catch up. Yeah. Well, who didn't see season two, but I'm a big fan. <laughs> Of American crime now, so I'll, I'll cover my ears. It's okay. Well, no, it's fair. We're not going to really. Tell There's you nothing anything. to really spoil. <laughs> yeah. they don't see, tell at the end of season two, because it kind of ended where we weren't sure. There's, it, it could have gone several ways. Yeah, I, that's so confusing. I really hope this season doesn't end like that, but we'll see. I mean, it's kind of intriguing in a way because you're you're left to figure it out yourself. Yeah, and draw your own conclusions, basically. Exactly, but I kind of, you know, audience, we like to be spoon-fed a little bit. You want to be spelled like, out for you. Us, like, did did John on? Ridley do the same in season one as well? I heard that it was yes. kind of left open-ended. Yes. That's kind of his thing. Season one, as we talked about this, I love. Season I thought it was good. riveting. I mean, straight from the beginning, it just had me captivated. It was mm-hmm. really, really really good yeah so of course it came back and came back so yeah i mean season two was it was amazing this is a whole different storyline we do see some of the same characters like felicity huffman regina king who is phenomenal mm-hmm. but they're she playing different, different roles and mm-hmm. that's what i love about this show yeah. is the fact that the actors are so good that they can just change characters they're completely different every season yes mm-hmm. and you forget about who they were before exactly. because they're so in the roles mm-hmm. um, and so um, shout out to casting for that for casting these special actors who can definitely um, draw us into whatever story they're portraying exactly you see different sides to them yeah and, and I love pull you in in a different way exactly yeah. so with that being said we're going to jump right into the episode I love how they had I think his name was Benito Martinez who plays mm-hmm. Luis Salazar he's playing the Mexican role that he was so against last season. You remember he was against the immigrants. He was against them. Oh, oh yeah. I found right. it very interesting that this season mm-hmm. they're going to have him play a Mexican immigrant 
Exactly. I, I, I wonder if they go in when the writers are writing in the writing room uh -huh. or John really when they're creating the different seasons. Do they keep that in mind? Is that something that they wanted us to kind of see, you know, like the same guy playing this different character, a different side of it, so he can too, that character too can explore? Like what it's like actually being it because he was like uh, in season two, right, he see. was um, he was one of those. Next we talked about like trying to pass in your society. I don't yeah, know. Mm -hmm. I put on the voice. trying to yeah, assimilate. Yeah, trying to, trying to assimilate. Exactly. Exactly. He wanted exactly. to make sure his kids had you know the best, the opportunities yeah. and the best. So mm -hmm. he wanted to make sure to keep them from the dark side. Um, right, and right. for him that meant to be like the the ch the gangsters, the cholos. And, yeah. All that kind of thing. He was trying to keep them off the streets. And, yeah. Well, and obviously, I didn't see season two, but right now, I feel like his character is the most well-rounded and really mm -hmm. the most riveting to me so far. Really, so kind far? Of, yes. <laughs> and and of course, the the young girl who plays the prostitute, I, I think too. But yeah. for me, I'm still kind of trying to figure out what his motivation is, where he's coming, why he wants to go to North Carolina, for example. And I know we'll yeah. get into that, but I feel like. Um, he has some good acting chops. Yeah, no, he he's, no, he's, he's phenomenal. Yeah. All the actors, kudos to all the actors on American Crime because they're for, what nominations? Can we get some Emmy nominations? They've everyone had a lot. Though. They, yeah. had a they lot do. Of Regina King won, yeah. but it's like I need everyone on that show to get something. This is an amazing show. I, I think I got him figured out already. But yeah. we don't have no, to you see, that. you would think I'm one that. of those people like I got it from the beginning. No, no you would think that. I have it he's all He's the person that you out. sit with, you're watching the movie or whatever. He's like, this is what's yep, yep, popcorn I, at it's him. Mm -hmm. It's him. To be honest, guys, at the beginning of this episode, and like I said, I'm a, I was a huge fan from season one, and they came out with the punch to me with the very first episode. And this episode to me was kind of ran a little slow, but that's mm -hmm. okay because mm -hmm. season two, the first episode ran a little slow, but it definitely picked up and gave us like what we want what I wanted I was like come on yeah. but this episode to me was a little bit all over the place with introducing the characters and and they slapped us in the face with exactly what the storyline of course is just human trafficking so I don't know what did y'all think about tonight's episode um it did it did tackle a lot in one episode I think it tried to introduce us to a lot of this, all the storylines as far as we know and all mm -hmm. the characters um it may have started off slow but I think that that'll be all right. We just need to let the story settle in a bit and, and play out. I don't think it's going to be slow all season, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be just up to par with season one and season two. Where we'll have a good a good season. Mm -hmm. um, but I think they try to kind of show us everything. And, and you know what? We don't know if what they're showing us is actually maybe the storyline that's going to play out through the whole mm -hmm. season yet. So I some think of these storylines are going to play out all the yeah, way. Yeah, I think what I've seen so far is that there's one main underlying parallel theme. Mm -hmm. We have the obviously this girl who's entangled in human trafficking. We have the undocumented immigrants who, in a sense, are paid slaves. I hate yeah. to say that, but it's true. Think about their indentured conditions. Servitude, yeah. Indentured servitude. servants. And then we also have this kid who is in the middle of you know th this opioid epidemic mm -hmm. that's happening across America, and in a sense is a, a servant to that drug as well. I think that there's the same theme that all of these people are essentially um, like servants to yeah. whether it's whether it's crime or yeah. whatever it is, and trying to kind of find themselves. And that's kind of what I see right now. And I mm -hmm. definitely think they're being victimized; that they're being exploited. Because mm -hmm. yeah. the other, you know, other people exactly. know that they don't have much. So mm -hmm. they'll do like when they were offering $20 a day 
and that was okay. People to live on twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Who can live on twenty dollars? I can't live on twenty dollars an hour. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... <laughs> I can stretch a twenty. <laughs> you lying. even see it, it's harder to see it on this upper echelon, but you even see the exploitation of the the actual the farm owners themselves when they go and talk to the big corporate guys, and yeah. they're like, "Well, this yeah. is what we need. Yeah. So this is what you got to do. So then they got to figure it out." And it, you know, it, there's a lot of class themes, of course, and you kind of see the dichotomy of all of that. Yeah. But um. See, I'm, I already love you, bro, because I'm going to need you to bring in those details. Cause, and then it jogs my memory mm-hmm. to seeing those. Because with American crime, you have to pay attention to the details. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the episode, there was a 911 call in Spanish made. Right. And what's crazy to me, my first thought was, I hate to say it with everything going on right now, the last people I'm calling are the, the cops. Honestly, if I'm in trouble, mm-hmm. I mean, with everything going on, you know, in our um, community, a lot of our people are getting killed and mm-hmm. honestly how I feel right now and I hate to say that because I shouldn't feel that way I, I'm not mm-hmm. you know I'm not a criminal no, but it's a reality but that's the last yeah. people so I wonder in their mind frames because I know uh, there's there's a lot of people who are evil and they think they can get away with this well you're undocumented so mm-hmm. how, how can you go to the um, cops so I thought it was interesting that they started off this episode with the 911 call, phone call yeah. which we, I'm sure they're going to open up right they're going to open up the storyline why that phone call was made throughout the mm-hmm. season but I'm just, you know, I'm looking. Those details, you have to pay attention to those. Figure out. And obviously it was a a Mexican because he was speaking Spanish or Latino. I I gather Mexican since they're crossing the border. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, all of those little nuances, I think. John Ridley, to have brought this out in 2015, you would think that he had made this for now, for our day and age. I mean, it fits in perfectly with what's going on in the world. Mm. And... uh, in our political atmosphere, mm. but for him to have already been thinking about those those things and those political divides and those racial divides back then, I mean, this has been going on forever. Let me tell yeah. you, but yeah, this is so new, appropriate. Really. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not new. Yeah, I mean, years, but um, yeah. this is really appropriate. So that's what I've always I've, I've had that thought, and also with everything going on, you know, with the immigration laws with our new president. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, I know I can make this show about Trump all day. <laughs> We're very, that's well, not, not going to do that. I know. So, but, no. but you know what? We do have to talk about some of that we because do. they all play a part. And, and and he's making a statement by the choices that he makes with his characters and the choices that these characters make about America. Because this yeah. is America's narrative. That's what he's showing us through American crime. That. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, was, I thought it was interesting. They show, they're show they showing a lot of what goes on like that we don't know about with the immigrants. Like mm-hmm. I mean, stuff that we know about, but... Actually, seeing them, like when they showed the picture of the guy laying in the ditch, the immigrant that obviously yeah. was uh, had fallen, a, a, a dead guy that was laying in the ditch, and um, the character he went by that, and he he just looked at it long and hard, but he was co- obviously on a mission. I just I was wondering, was that put in there because everything right now that's going on in our um, politics with the whole immigration was that put in there to show us like the side of immigration, like these are these are these are human people, these mm-hmm. are human beings, you know. Mm-hmm. These are other. These are actually people with lives. They kept asking him, "Where's your family? Where's your family?" That was like an ongoing question that was being asked to him, and it was like, "So, do you think John Ridley and the writers are trying to humanize these immigrants more for us at this time?" Because I think to me, it feels like something happens. They get in that writing room, Mm -hmm. and they're they're putting it out. I do think they're he and his writers are trying to show us the harsh realities of what really happens with with um, illegal immigration Mm -hmm. and and the conditions that these guys work in and the sacrifices they make to provide for their families or see their families on the other side or whatnot and of course the injustices that occur and how people take advantage of that yeah, oh this man. is yeah. this is happening um every day and it just because it doesn't we don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening you, and you said like 
how can you live on twenty dollars a day or twenty dollars an hour? Like people are living a month. I done on done a it. lot less. <laughs> people are living on a lot less, right, and, and that's that's really? the reality. And also, I think it's people true. in this episode are doing. I think in every storyline they're doing what they feel they have to do. Even mm-hmm. when it comes to people who are the owners of the farm, mm-hmm. um, they feel like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, our margins are getting crunched. Exactly. We have to do what we have to do. The struggle, you know, is and real. because they're competing sure with, you know, um, other other bids for um, the farm, and so. Yeah, everyone's really... To the point it, of exploitation. Yeah, the point of exploitation. So let's move to Regina King's character, Kamora. I, I love it. Kimora I love it. Kamara. Mm, Kamara. Kamara. Yeah. It's, I'm trying to figure Kamara out. I, I really am because she... Regina King plays such an amazingly strong character last season. I was literally yeah, blown. Uh oh, don't tell me. I know we're we're gonna be giving little is... dues to yeah, last season. No, you can totally let it all out of the bag. Yeah, it's totally different from this season, but we're we're not gonna like really go into it. But like she just played, and you brought this up in the beginning how they give them such different characters from season to season. But this season, she's more kind of like the heart. Yeah. You know, I feel like they they pick one character out each season to be the heart to or carry the on. Yeah, yeah, right? the heart, the conscience, that person mm-hmm. who who you really empathize with. But they also like kind of gave us a little inside look into her life too. She was struggling with IVF and trying to have a baby. A little bit. And she. she um, they, what I noticed at first was that last season she was pretty affluent. Mm. She, you know, mm-hmm. her and her husband and her family they, they had they had money. money yeah. This season. The first um, time that she's on the screen, it seems like she's kind of struggling, struggling. to pay a, a cable bill. Mm-hmm. We've been there. Yep. So that was my first view of her, everyone's first view, and I was like, okay, that's a stark difference from last season. But then as it went on, um, when it came to the IVF treatments, that cost a lot of money too. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll find out more in that story about where she is financially. Um, but that was the first thing I noticed was that, hey, this is a lot different than her character last year in terms of yeah. um, money. Yeah, I, something that really stood out to me because I work in type of a, a field that do, does with like social works and stuff like that. How she could not pay a bill as simple as what the cable bill, mm-hmm. yeah. the internet, and I, I'm a caretaker. So mm-hmm. these government jobs that you're, you're you know you're trying to help people and they don't pay anything and they expect you to make a living mm-hmm. and do these complicated hard jobs. You're coming here speaking with people who've been through sex in her case sex trafficking and and have, have really gone through rough times. These are tough jobs. I don't mm-hmm. know. I have a friend who works at a um, a shelter. She tells me just like some of the stuff that goes on and, and just blows my mind. And then it's like, well, well how much you get paid? Ten dollars an hour. Yeah. In California, how do you how do you yeah. expect I, that that doesn't add up to me? And to me, watching her struggle like that, and then immediately the next scene was that we saw her was her going in there and doing her job. It I just don't see how that equates to to, to society. I mean, mm-hmm. like government. I know a lot of these programs are funded by government, but I think that they really showed us that for a reason. Right, and not only, not only does she have to worry about her own finances, but her job is is emotionally intense, mm. and so mm-hmm. she has Very. to take on these cases that um, you can get really entangled emotionally and bring that. That's it's tough it's not difficult. to bring that home yes. and yeah. have that in your life um, away from work. So um, yeah, I, I empathize with with people who have to do that and make ends meet at the same time, and that's their source of income. It's like a struggle on struggle. I know. Yeah. You know, my mom actually worked for um, Children's Protective Services. That's what we call it in Texas. Here, it's I think it's DCS. Oh, I'm from Texas. I'm from Texas. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, <laughs> same family. Um, so, and she did this for a very long time. And you know, I'm sure you can imagine how difficult it is when you see what these children go through—abuse, mm. sexual abuse, you name it. And of course, they're underpaid. I find that a lot of women, especially minority 
minority women, primarily Latinas and African-American women, go into social work because they have experienced those injustices and they want to fight back, yeah. even knowing that, that they're not getting paid as much. And men, too. I'm not, yeah. not going to leave the and men out. The stress, do you think that stress that she's dealing with is also is affecting her having a child? Cause as oh, women, absolutely, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. ability to get pregnant. Yeah. So I just, just I wonder why. Well, I'm sure they're gonna show us why they chose to like show us her hardships and like that. But it's just something needs to change. Like seriously, yeah. like I don't, I really don't understand how we have football players making millions of dollars throwing the ball, mm-hmm. and then we have people saving people's lives making pennies. Like mm-hmm. literally, yeah. it, it's it's heartening to me when I like I'm okay with it because I'm one person taking care of myself. But when yeah. I think about people with families mm-hmm. making nothing. For you know, really trying to make a difference because mm-hmm. that's why I think we're supposed to be here to make a difference on this earth. Yeah, and it's just I'm it sorry, that's just something that like jumped out at me. I feel like yeah. people in social services do not get paid enough, do not get enough credit. I mean, it's so hard what they do, and of course, you know, it's these big corporations who are in effect taking advantage a lot mm-hmm. of these people. Back to the opioid oh. epidemic, which I know we'll talk about yeah. more. Um, who are kind of raking in all the money and finding all the tax loops and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. going on. I know I'm so politically minded, but no, I mean, no, it just is our time. Thank God, though. I really think I was talking to my mom the other day about how I'm glad that we're no longer talking about the Kardashians, for example, <laughs> and now we're talking about things that actually Real matter and affect that us actually matter. in the yeah. world. We're sprinkling so, in all that yeah. other BS, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which but. makes me surprised that um, American Crime is on ABC because you know normally these types of politically activated types of shows are are on like Netflix uh-huh. or more like yeah. documentary yeah. T- style. Show. Yeah. So it's nice that this is mainstream because yeah. people need this. Yeah, and they yeah. Uh, they also introduced Sandra. Oh, yeah, yeah Sandra back oh. on TV. Ooh. She's one of the other social yeah. workers. I love Sandra. Oh, guys, she has I'm, a home at ABC. Yeah, I, I think that put her. I, yeah. I mean, exactly. I always thought she was a phenomenal actress. I'm really. I mean, they didn't really give a lot of insight into her, what her role is going to be in here. I kind of saw beforehand. I read articles that they were going to have her on there, mm-hmm. and yeah. I was just elated because it's. And to freaking out, you know? Yeah. It seems recurring. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to be in there every episode. And I really can't tell from the from this episode. But to me, it seems like it'll be, you know, we'll see her here and there. Yeah, there's so many characters. She was the to... um, head of the shelter, shelter. right? Yeah. yeah. Stressed mm-hmm. out shelter worker. There is no, not enough room. I think this is the ongoing problem within shelters, homeless shelters, mm-hmm. children's shelters, shelters for women who are abused mm-hmm. and stuff. There's not, never enough room in our... What's yeah. the solution? What, what like? Yeah, <laughs> it's that's yeah. the question. It's hard. There's, <laughs> I think there's that's never a, enough that's money to go around. That's a big governmental question. That, we're, uh, we're worried. About, I feel like I we're just worried about. I don't know if the president's about... going to be able to answer, but um, girl, stop. But, um, <laughs> girl, stop. <laughs> you know what else? Actually, another theme that I noticed was um, because you talked about victims, you know, being them playing the victim, and then mm-hmm. a lot of these characters not saying that hey I'm not the victim yeah. and not even understanding whether or not they're the victim mm-hmm. or not like the first guy that Regina like, or Kamara yeah. mm-hmm. he was like no I choose to do this he doesn't even realize that he is a victim of this institutional uh, I don't even know what the word is I guess for him when it comes to sex trafficking but that's something that's that's been ingrained in him he thinks he's making a choice and he doesn't I'm sure yeah. the mm-hmm. same thing with the the young prostitute Girl, yeah, yeah. To me, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, since you did bring her up, I w- I'm, I'm thinking about the very last scene mm-hmm. before the she, room. yeah, in the mm-hmm. hotel room, and it was almost like her when she was put in these situations, she was enjoying them. And I don't know if they're showing us different aspects of sex trafficking. Like some people do these sex jobs because they they're 
they enjoy they it. enjoy it. But and, I don't. I, yeah. I really don't know her storyline. I don't know why they set that scene up like that. But to me, that's what it looked like. I don't know what did y'all get from that. Well, some and, people and her have whole to... character, because she was trying to recruit another girl, right, and she right. was, yeah. you know, she just uh, her her dealings within that world and that realm seemed just way different from the other mm-hmm. characters. And I'm just trying to figure well, out why I think her storyline was even when, introduced. When people are in a situation like that where you don't have really have any options, mm-hmm. you kind of learn to make the best cope. out of your situation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cope, right? Mm-hmm. And that it's may be mechanism. her way of coping. Yeah. Like I said, at the same time, she might be thinking that she's making this choice on her own when exactly. really she doesn't really have any choice. Mm-hmm. And of course, she has her this guy who's telling her what to do. And so it might just be a coping mechanism. Does anybody did anybody get who he was in relationship to her? Her pimp, right? Oh, yeah, yeah pimp. Just, just her pimp. They didn't um, know yeah, each other. No. Yeah, she get... could have been a runaway at some point. Um, answered an ad on Craigslist. There's many ways you can get into um, sex trafficking, but at the end of the day, the, the recurring theme is um, the people who end up in this position definitely go through a, a, a brainwashing mm-hmm. to really mm-hmm. believe that they're still in control and they have no control. They still believe they're making these choices. They're mm-hmm. not making any choices. Yeah. So, and like you said, um, in that situation where you thought she might have been enjoying it, it it's definitely could be a coping mechanism. Like switch, turn mm-hmm. switch Yeah, because on you have right. to do what you have to do, do to, to get through that situation survive, yeah. and I mean, survive that. It's same traumatic. Same thing with the, the, uh, the migrant workers as well, mm-hmm. if you think about it. They're making a choice to leave to leave Mexico and live in these horrid conditions. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, they're kind of at the... the the mercy of first the guy they're like you owe us so we have to pay you a certain amount of money and they have to live in these ridiculous um homes or whatever and i just feel like there are a lot of parallels there too where they might think they're making the choices but really they're it's the same thing yeah yeah since we were talking about like the choices being made i thought it was interesting that there was a common theme of them using people within those communities like the um the guy used a girl to go recruit another girl Mm -hmm. um uh, the character that was played by Richard Cabrero, Isaac Costello, he was saying that he was the manager now. You know, he had worked as an immigrant for a while, and now the family made him a manager, so he goes out and he, he recruits. And knowing the conditions, you know, mm-hmm. these are your own people. It takes me back. I, I did the after show for Roots, and just knowing that history mm-hmm. um, and just seeing some of the images on there, they're all, it's, it's this thing where they put the own, you know what I yeah, mean? They yeah. put the that, people well, that's in how charge. You're gonna how you, yeah, yeah, how you... Right gain their trust mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and you make them feel like you care about them right. by putting someone else oh well you know we have a leader that's from your own community that's gonna watch after your money but really the, the money's going back to them as you right. saw within mm-hmm. the, the immigrants and stuff I found that very interesting it's, it's no different from our governmental time. system it's like a politician no, being on TV your local same. congressman yeah. he's just like you yeah, it's like a politician giving a speech exactly. or a press conference and they've got someone of a certain ethnicity next to them to kind of draw that parallel like see mm-hmm. I've got this person here yeah. who can relate to you, Make you as I'm speaking it makes you comfortable it's been mm-hmm. happening for you know generations now that yeah. you're gonna go out and recruit you're gonna use other slaves to get other slaves you're gonna use other prostitutes to get other prostitutes you're gonna that's that's how it works Hmm. I don't know. It's just I, I just don't understand. Like me, I don't. I just, I'm a hippie, though. You know, I just I'm so emotional, and I just feel so much for people. Even when I'm watching movies, I'm one of those criers because I just can feel so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all saw Lion, but I, I bawled, bawled the whole beginning, just just seeing how the children were treated over there. But I just don't understand how you know the conditions. You saw the the hellhole that. He he mm-hmm. opened the door and was like, "This is where we're living. You expect us to work day in and day out in the heat mm-hmm. for nothing, pretty much, and then live like this." I, d- it, 
it just doesn't add up to me. I don't I don't know. It's just I mean, me, it, just, it makes you wonder how badly it was where they were, were. previously. But then mm-hmm. also, really I think it's about sacrifice. A lot of people come over and they're willing to sacrifice living in the in that way to to take care of their family back home or send what little bit of money because that money goes so much further back in Mexico than here. I mean, the same with with any other country, any other third yeah. world country where people are making literally pennies a day versus you know, dollars, which is huge for some. That's, and that's why I don't understand with everything going on right now, why people want to get upset at the immigrants. Tell them to go home, da-da-da. Ex- you've been exploiting them, you were okay with it. When they exactly. were doing jobs that you don't want to do. Well, that, and that's the other thing. They're doing, they're doing jobs that, that, frankly, others don't want to do <laughs> exactly. and others aren't willing to do at that price. I mean, we are, like you said, exploiting them. And I do wish that there was an easier way that these immigrants could come legally and documented because really they're not only working, but they're paying taxes when they purchase food. They're, they're paying into our society and they get nothing from it. They don't get any protection. They don't get, you know, anything really. Um, and, of course, they're at the mercy of potentially being deported at any time, especially now with, with what's going on. But yeah. I think and I love that you said that you're you're sensitive and this I think yeah. that's the whole point. I hope that's the whole point that John Ridley's trying to get across yeah. is that we see a little snippet of all of the real realities that are going on here in America and we feel them instead of it always being I think we're very um didactic. We want to teach like here's what's going on, read this and it's very it's easier to understand and discern what's going on when you can see it and feel it and get the story. I mean, storytelling is the best way to teach. Someone, and that's what this show is all about. This is why I love this yeah. show. Well, I think, and I, as an artist, because I'm also an actress, I think that that's what TV and movies and art is supposed to do. It's supposed mm-hmm. to emote some type of emotion out of you. It's supposed mm-hmm. to bring, like, if you don't leave the movie theater or after you finish watching the show and you don't feel some type of way, either happy or mm-hmm. sad or just motivated, something. The job wasn't done mm-hmm. in American Crime. You definitely get the job done. I just want to say, if you want to tweet to us at American Crime ABTV or Erica J. Green, and we'll read some of the questions out, or you can leave comments on our YouTube channel on AfterBuzz. Yeah, and I lo- we'd love to get different perspectives yes. from, from different types of viewers who might be going through similar situations, mm-hmm. have questions. I mean, we're only bringing one or three perspectives. Yeah, our perspective. Our perspective. Yeah. So it would be interesting to get the perspective of With others. Other people, yeah. Yeah. Since we're talking about perspectives, I, I read this article. I was just, you know, doing a little research on human trafficking. And this article <laughs> is in the East Bay Times. Of, um, and this is, was a pimp who just got um, incarcerated. Um, charges are brought up against him. And they burned, beat, and shaved women's head within their community of hookers. And the pimps was just, just deplorable. And even more deplorable, these women didn't leave or, you know, try to. So like you said, you just never know the conditions people are coming from that make them stay Mm -hmm. in these situations or fear. But he states human trafficking is known as the game on the streets. So I love this episode. I love this season. I'm sorry, because I I can already tell it's going to show us like different sides of sex trafficking. I mean, Mm -hmm. we all like I I don't know. I think of when I really think of it, I think of um. The movie, what's the movie uh, where they kidnap girls and they were just selling them over overseas? Oh, somewhere? like Taken? Oh, taken. Yeah, Taken, mm-hmm. Taken. And I never really think of it as being something that goes on right here in America, you oh, know? Yeah. And I don't think we, it's, it's, it's common knowledge, you know, like a lot mm-hmm. of things are, but it's not things that I don't, I don't think we have prevalent in our minds. But just to see, like, this is all this type of human mm-hmm. trafficking here in America, yeah. Yeah. different different ways, pimping, you know, well, I think it happens under the guise of 
A lot of these girls have substance abuse problems, mm. come from broken homes, maybe were previously sexually abused, mm. and are lost, right? They're mm. homeless, they become homeless, and then they're out of options, mm. or they want that next fix. I'm not saying all of them, yeah. but a lot of them. Or they want to escape in some way, so then they find, just like when uh, someone joins a gang, for example, right? They find a family, a family, someone they think is looking after them like that. Like he said, that no, that's my cousin. He looks after me. He makes sure I'm cool, cool and I'm taken care of. So you think that you have this protective family, but really you don't realize that you are de- getting deeper in the game, which is yeah. what they want to call it, right? The and game. The that, game. That's so, to me, that's so disrespectful to, to, to call. This is not a game. This is people's lives. So for you to be just so to underplay it. But I, And I feel like they kind of... Uh, analogize it to um like drug dealing in a sense mm-hmm. like you're in, you're in the drug dealing game yeah. versus you know yeah. it's just a different trick yeah right yeah I Which, mean, I'm not very what's so funny you know. is that not that I'm so <laughs> no, 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 I'm not but I, grew, I will say that you know I grew up like in poverty I guess you could say when I was younger and we were, it was primarily black and hispanic and so I did like learn that and experience not experience firsthand but you know there's a certain I have rules, friends and yeah. cousins and uncles like I'm you know, I live in this world. I've been around the block, and we know it happens. Mm-hmm. I was actually reading uh, or watching a story on the Super Bowl a while back, and how mm-hmm. they were talking about in Houston, Texas, is it was the it's the biggest sex trafficking event in of the Houston, year. Texas. Well, well the Super Bowl was in Texas this year. Yeah, oh yeah, where they were right, taking right. people on planes. And, yeah, they were taking people telling, on planes, yeah, and yeah. so it's yeah. happening right under our noses. <laughs> but you know, like I said, these women, I guess they potentially convince themselves that. Hey, I'm going with my friends, my boo, whoever. And if he's down to get down, I'm down. You know, that's that's how that's how they see the game. But in reality, what they don't realize is that it is essentially prostitution. Well, it, it's been ingrained in them as well. It's mm-hmm. been beaten into them. It's been burned into them. So at some point, something switches mentally where yeah. they start to believe that, which is not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it does take some um, physical force, some de- deprivation of probably senses and, and, and needs and um, it, there, yeah. There's a process they do to get You're you to right. that point. And it happens at every level. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I'm probably going to get a lot of flack from conservatives right now. But, um, I mean, even at the very top, look at Melania and Donald Trump. I'm just saying, <laughs> no, I saw an interview where she said, or he, he, they asked her, you know, do you think, or would you be with Donald Trump if he weren't rich? And she said, well, would he be with me if I weren't beautiful? I mean, wow. that, I mean, that's it at the highest level if you think about it. I you mean, know, that's an exchange yeah. to me. As that, I see it as a transaction. Yeah. So it, it happens on every front, it does, unfortunately. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I, I mean, hey, I'm yeah. just calling I'm it sure like, everyone, no, everyone knows. I mean, I might get some flack for that, but I mean, it's, it's would that situation be the way it, I mean, I don't know if they have a real yeah. relationship. Did we talk about um, each of the characters yet? Um, no, we were just going to get to Connor Jessup, who's playing Coy Henson this year. Yeah. And he was phenomenal last year. He was the main character. He was, got raped last year. Well, we don't really oh, know. Don't. We really don't know. No, honestly, we don't know what happened last season. So, ah. But yeah, his character. So I'm a little, his character was still uh, was a little vague, too. I know he's on opiates. So you want to talk yeah. about that. Painkillers. Yeah, yeah. painkillers. Mm-hmm. It, it could be one of those storylines where it... It's there, but we don't know why it's there. Hmm. Um, I know one thing, just him walking alongside the road, I thought 
it was Chad Michael Murray at first. Did you get that? I was like, is, is this the dude from that one the, show? One Tree so Hill. Is, is he in the show right now? Because number one, I love Chad with, Michael Murray. With the, with the short haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I didn't think it was Chad Michael Murray, but I could see the that resemblance. That made me mad. I don't know why that made me I could me see the resemblance. Really? But it was, it was a short hair for him. Last year, he didn't have the short yeah, hair. Yeah, he does have a buzz like, like Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. <laughs> what? That, that was the first thought I had. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was. I'm just being honest. Um, but his his storyline is is yet to be seen um, clearly. Yeah, the guy is really trying to recruit him heavy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it almost seemed like for a second I I wondered if it was something else why he was why um, the, the captain was recruiting recruiting him? this guy mm-hmm. um, like if there's some ulterior motive besides. I think working that, for the farm. Well, I think with that, they were just needing bodies. Well, well, as far as he knew that right. he was hard up, he knows the guy. He mm-hmm. knows that, like they say, they're looking for the desperate people, the people willing to work mm-hmm. for basically nothing. So, of course, this guy, he fits the bill. But I, I'm really interested to know, because he was such a big character last season. Yeah. So I'm really interested to know, mm-hmm. is is he going to have a big part? Because sometimes they season? just throw us some characters in there. And yeah. we're waiting the whole season, well, like, break it open. What's going to happen? Yeah. storyline, yeah. nothing really happens. Yeah. I actually think his character is very important. And I, the reason I think so is because mm-hmm. John Ridley, once again, is giving us another splice mm-hmm. of another social okay. and class uh, um Level. Mm-hmm. This guy is almost in the same boat as these immigrants because of his addiction to painkillers. Exactly. Right. And he's a white and now male. All of it, and he's a white male. I'm sure he. When he said, "Hey, I pick tomatoes and I make this much money," and he started laughing at him. Right. What? Are you right. serious? Exactly. Yeah. You, you don't have anything. But yeah. But yeah. But you're gonna you're gonna put your nose down at like making a decent buck. Exactly. Right. So I think yeah. that there's more there. There obviously is mm-hmm. more there that we're gonna learn and explore. And like, explore. I think it goes along the same lines of just trying to get those different views mm-hmm. and you have this white male who's falling on hard times just like everyone else exactly and we think i know i do i think they have i would think that they have the deeds he yeah. could pull himself up by his bootstrap and get a job mm-hmm. clean himself up and go in there hey i want a job and it's just here you right. go or potentially has parents who have you, who know, have, you know who have the hookup or something right? exactly <laughs> well thank you so much for hanging out with us this is episode one of season three of american crime uh we're gonna have to wrap it up but no, you no can still well Okay, let's do predictions. We're going to do predictions real quick. Because I really want to hear what you want to say about his, his line. You have to go first. I oh, hear, I predicted? Yeah, I want to okay. hear your prediction for oh his storyline. For we the painkiller guy? Yeah. The one who's hooked, hooked yeah. on... on because well, you said you kind of. I like, think I think he. This is totally just, just out of my mind. I think that he he falls further because he has this addiction. He gets put on the same level as these immigrants. He might even get in their game, right? Picking or whatever, doing whatever he's doing, mm-hmm. and then being subjected to the same injustices. Finally, that some of these minorities are being subjected to, these migrant workers mm-hmm. are being subjected to, so that we see that, hey, we're all human. We can all be down at the bottom, down and out. Exactly. I think that's what's going to happen, but I think he probably will get in trouble, too, because you already know his ego is going to take him somewhere mm. where things aren't going to be right for him. And egos do have a way of getting us in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you guys remember the, the, the migrant worker on the bus and he sees the dead body in the ditch mm-hmm. yeah. and he gave that look. It's almost like to me that was a look about he knew something about that situation mm-hmm. um, because of the, and these are such great actors, they're phenomenal, but he was able to give a certain look and it almost seemed like, okay, maybe I'm fleeing. I don't I don't know if this guy is really um, who we think he is so far as far as um, yeah. being Oh yeah, the there's job, more to him. Because whilst he's so intent on going to North Carolina, you're yeah. right. Exactly. So I, I think there's something to that and the fact that, um, remember when he was, the guy was telling him that he owed 
And uh, he was really put off by that, for the fact that he paid money already. He had mm-hmm. money to give already to get him mm-hmm. to North Carolina. And he's thinking, like, well, I, I owe now. I, I paid money to get here anyway. So yeah. there, there's definitely more to his story. And I think somehow... Yeah. And the fact that he had money to pay. He to had money, yeah. yeah. That is interesting. You're right about that. So, yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye out on his character. That, My prediction... And, and one, one more thing real quick. I think somehow the human trafficking... <laughs> the, I, I got a lot. The sex trafficking will somehow play back into... Um, the owners of the farm, maybe one of them mm. is dealing with um, maybe getting a little extra on the side from mm. sex trafficking. Mm, so. I can see that. No, I can yeah. see that too. Um, my prediction, and I'm only going to make this prediction one time <laughs> because it's the first episode, is that we're not going to even find out by the end of this season. Oh, what no, you don't on. get to the. You have to. You have to see all the seasons. It blows my mind how they do yeah. this, but. I don't know. They might change it up. I, I, I hope Regina comes full circle, though. At least we see like her get something out of this whole season because she's already yeah. like, like we said, the conscience and the, kind of like yeah. the good person who's trying to help people. And right now she's struggling yeah. to have a baby, so hopefully that works out. Maybe it's not about the resolution. Maybe after all, it's, it's the story being told and everyone's story exactly. needs to be told. Okay. Yeah. We get in deep up here. It's unresolved in our in our world right now. So why would they because resolve it? Of, right. in the, okay. You know. Okay. Because when is life ever really resolved? And put that on tea bags. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This is season three, episode one of American Crime. I'm Erica J. Green. You can find me on all social media at Erica J. A. Y. E. Green. And I'm Joshua Johnson. Be sure and keep this conversation going. Give us your thoughts, your perspectives in the YouTube comments. Go ahead and tweet us. Each one of us tweet after Buzz. Let us know what you think. You can find me all over social media at JJ the Talented. And I'm Brooke Solis TV at Brooke Solis TV. Definitely message us, tweet us, comment, all that good stuff. Thanks and so much. check us out on iTunes. Thank you so much. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.